Welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about realistic home and life management. We want to avoid perfectionism, reject overwhelm, and handle our housework and mothering to the glory of God. I'm your host, Misty Winkler. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com about homemaking, homeschooling, and doing life cheerfully. I'm also author of the new book, How to Use a Planner Without Wasting Time. And today I have part two of my conversation with Mackenzie Kappa. Mackenzie is a podcaster, voice actor, and YouTuber who helps women fight the overwhelm and stress in their lives with planning and lifestyle solutions so that they can live well in the midst of life's chaos. Mackenzie is a single mom to four kids, ages seven to 16, and you can find her podcast, Live Well Anyway, wherever you listen to podcasts. Last time we talked about handling life when it's hard. And today we're going to delve into more specifics about how to handle a plan when life often does not go your way. Mackenzie and I both love talking planners and planning. So this is going to be a fun conversation. Let's dig in. So what planning, what are your favorite planning tips that, or principles that, that do kind of help women make a plan that helps them be responsive in their lives and adaptable and, you know, iterating it, tweaking it. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think this is something that you and I both agree with. We love a brain dump, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. so important. And, and a lot of times I'll get to that point where a big shift is needed and I have to do like the massive brain dump of like all the categories of my life. But I find that it's easier if you're keeping on top of it. And so doing that like weekly brain dump where you're like, okay, what, what really needs to go into this week or what do I think needs to go into this week, getting that down on paper. But then also that next step is looking at my actual time. So I use Google calendar for this. Like I said, I used to use a planner, but I put in everything. So not just the event that my kid has to be at, but the driving time to the event. Like there are so many little things that eat up our time that we think we have more of it and we don't really. And Mm -hmm. so trying to get like an actual understanding on how much time you have. And then even, even if you don't do it all the time, making a practice of trying to see like, okay, if I try to take what's on my brain dump Mm -hmm. and plug it in over here on the schedule, does this even actually work? Can I get, you know, can I write a blog post in two minutes? Probably not. (laughs) So I probably need to, you know, be a little bit more realistic. And it's at that point that I really can then look at my to-do list and say like, okay, that this is going to work or it's not going to work. And Mm -hmm. for me personally, especially running my own business and that sort of thing, I have to give stuff a time to do it Mm -hmm. because if I don't actually take that to-do list from my brain dump and put it into a plan, into a schedule, a map of what my day needs to look like, then I start thinking like, 
well, maybe I don't really have anything to do, but I always do. (laughs) And so it's helpful to actually put those things in there. But I try to front load my week as much as possible and get as much work done on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like first half of Wednesday as possible, because I know things are going to come up. So if something comes up on, you know, Tuesday at 10 AM, then I know I have left room in the end of my week to be able to push things out. And I think that is really helpful to not just fill every single space, but to know there it's not all going to happen this way. I'm going to, at the end of every day, have to readjust the plan that I made for the next day, but at least it gives me something to work off of that I've done the week before of kind of like mapping out my week. But I know things are going to have to shift and ebb and flow. And instead of beating up myself about that, just knowing that that's life and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. if it didn't get done today, we'll make it happen tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just recognizing (laughs) how much time things actually do take. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we we kind of make up these systems or lists and like, this is what I should do. And we're just thinking about that one piece and not putting them together and not looking at the whole week and not thinking about what other people might need or what might come up and leaving margin. But like, you know, oh, I'm going to make a cleaning routine that, you know, means I clean for an hour a day or something. Yeah. And then there's a day of errands or whatever. And we're like, and it falls apart because there isn't actually that time every single day. Yeah. And so they just don't work. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's one of those things that you have to keep iterating on. You have to, sometimes you have to try it to realize it doesn't work, but that doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater. You just got to create a different plan. And like you were saying, like accounting for other people. I mean, we have a super crazy parenting plan. I don't know that I've ever met anyone who has as buck wild of a parenting plan as we have. And so like during the summer, coming into summer here, We have a pickup or a drop-off five days a week, twice on Wednesday. Oh. (laughs) It's insane. And it's different kids going different places. You know, like nobody's ever in the same place at the same time. And so it's it's wacky. But I have to know when I pick people up at 9 a.m. after they've been gone, that I can't come, even though I live... 10 minutes away from our pickup drop-off location, I'm not coming home and getting back to work by 9.20. I have people who have emotional needs and are trying to get settled in. And if I'm being realistic and I don't want to just frustrate myself with, guys, I was supposed to be back to work by 9.20, then I have to allow for that room of that, like, okay, we all need to like decompress and readjust and they need me to be able to be like emotionally present with them for a little bit before I can say like, okay, I'm heading up to my office. You're good. You know, like Mm -hmm. I would just frustrate myself if I didn't account for that. And so, you know, and I can't always foresee those things. My kids aren't going to have you know, their emotional breakdowns right on my schedule every time. (laughs) But if there are enough things that I know about, then I can kind of like sort of account for those things and be realistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on a similar, like recognizing those transition times. Yeah. You know, I remember when all my kids were little and we had a weekly play group day, I would think, okay, so that's, during these hours. And then I'm going to come back. They're going to go to bed. And then I'm going to have all this 
you know, they're going to take a nap and then I'm going to have, you know, two hours. I'm going to do so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, or I could take a nap because yeah. you know, I actually don't have the emotional mental capacity after being out and socializing all morning to do yeah. anything worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> and I look back on those little years and I am just like, we really did something making it through those years. <laughs> like they are, I mean, teenage years have their own things. And of course everybody's like, oh, parenting is just as hard all the way through. That is a lie. <laughs> I am sorry. When your kids are little and they demand so much of you physically and they can't do even basic things for themselves, it is a different level of investment and drain. And you are just so ragged. And the fact that like, I talked to all these women with young kids and they're all like, I should be doing more. I should be involved in more. And I'm like, your kids are alive. Like you're doing (laughs) awesome. Like I look back on those years and it's just, it's the hardest thing you will ever do. And so if that is where moms are who are watching this, like just if you do anything outside of just keeping them like fed and happy and, you know, then, then you are wonder woman because it (laughs) is the hardest thing ever. Yeah. And it gets better. (laughs) You're in it and you're like, it's going to be this way forever. It won't. And they will get older and they will help and they will be like, legitimately funny. And, you know, there, there's so much to be had in those later years. (laughs) Yeah. It's just one of the ways that we have to not think that our life is going to work. We're like trying to make our life be what it is right now. And that's what Mm -hmm. it's going to be forever. Like, I mean, I have the system that's going to make it all work for forever. It's like, no, you know, you're in different seasons and phases and there are different needs and different opportunities. And yeah. that's really now important. the thing that is required of me is staying up later than maybe I want to watching Marvel movies with my 16 year old, mm-hmm. you know, like that's... going for pointless drives with their permit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, also still trying to teach someone to read, which is, <laughs> I don't know which one is worse to me, <laughs> which is more painful, but they're both pretty painful. <laughs> Oh, parenthood. Yes. (laughs) So maybe one last planning tip. You said you're digital now. How, how do you pull that together? What kind of things are you using to be a digital planner these days? Well, I recently got an iPad that I am really enjoying. So I have been moving more from even like I had a, like a bullet journal where I would do kind of my brain dumps and anything that I needed to collect. But now I'm using good notes on my iPad to do that every week where it's just very basic. And I'm, you know, writing down kind of all my categories for just my weekly brain dump, the stuff I need to get done for work and the stuff I need to get done around the house and what I'm reading and learning and trying to keep those like self-care things mm-hmm. in the mix too, because that's so important. And then from there, I go to Google Calendar. Generally, I was using Trello more and I still use Trello for like um, planning out my podcast and communicating with my podcast editor and that sort of thing. But really right now, it's pretty much Google Calendar because I love 
all the automation that I can set up of all of the things. Like I said, we've got a crazy, crazy schedule. So it's really helpful for me to have those things that will automatically show up on my calendar every two weeks or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like having that in there and color coding. I'm a big yeah. color coder. So I've got <laughs> all my different calendars for every little thing. I mean, I've got like every kid has their own calendar. Combinations of kids have their own calendars. Every different part of my workday has its own calendar. So I get a little crazy about that. But I would say like those are kind of my mainstay pieces and then plan to eat. I absolutely love using plan to eat. It just simplifies that whole planning system again, just with the automation that I can do there. And it will even populate over to my Google calendar. So those are the main pieces that I keep in place. And I even, I have a calendar on my Google calendar. That's my, I call it leaving because it's like, this is the time you need to leave to get to where you're going. (laughs) So I'm accounting for that time. So those are, it, it looks chaotic, but to me, it makes sense. And it allows me to go into my week, like, especially if I've done that on a, a Friday or over the weekend, I can then go into my week going like, okay, I don't have to make any decisions now that I'm in it. I just uh-huh. have to follow the plan. I have to follow the map, which that helps me to save so much brain space if I've made my decisions ahead of time. If I know what we're eating, if I know where I'm going, if I know what comes next, that helps me to feel less overwhelmed. So that's my big, like, figure it out beforehand. So you actually, I feel like it allows you more flexibility in the moment because if I know what's on the map, then I can move those pieces around if I need to. But if I don't know what's on the map, then I'm just like, well, something's falling through the cracks, but I don't even know what it is. Right. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah. (laughs) But that's kind of like my basic process. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Well, decision fatigue, like it's a killer. It's a killer. It is. And trying to hold on to all of that Mm-hmm. In your brain, I remember you talking to me years ago about ubiquitous capture. Like, just don't hold it, write it down because your brain wasn't meant to try to do that. It's too much. We are, and especially with the way our lives are these days, there's just way too many things. And so, finding places to put those things that you can actually find them again <laughs> is important, <laughs> but not trying to hold on to all of it and deciding it in advance. That's great. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. It's been great talking to you with great tips. And I know you have something to help. Yes. I have just like a quick little PDF on the five things that you can do in your evening routine to make your life better. So it's a lot of like what you can get done the night before. So you're not having to figure it out in the morning and to make sure that you're taking care of yourself well and all those sorts of things. I think kind of no matter where you're at in your life, these staple things that you can have be a part of your routine so that you can just make your life a little bit easier. Yeah. And that will be linked in the description for you to find that download. And you can also find Mackenzie on her podcast, Live Well Anyway. And thank you so much, Mackenzie, for joining me. Thank you, Misty.